This budget speech was illuminated by BrightRock, the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. I'm Lena Fentelberg for Biz News. Finance Minister Inoch Kodandrana presented his medium-term budget in Parliament today, and he indicated that disappointing tax revenues and rising costs to the service debt has hit government finances. And with me in the studio to discuss it is Tia Ferri from SMP Global Market Intelligence. She's from Johannesburg, and it's actually in the building, same building as the Constitutional Court, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Um, Tia, thank you so much Can, um, and welcome to Biz News. Thank you very much for inviting me, Linda. So can you give us, what's the difference between S&P Global, the, the, the ratings agency, and S&P Global Market Intelligence, where you are? So Linda, that's definitely two different businesses within, within S&P Global, the company. So for market intelligence, you know, we provide some um data and insight to our ratings analysts, which totally independently decide on what should happen to the ratings within Sub-Saharan Africa. So very, very much more on a consulting basis, but like I said, totally independent from us and making their own decisions independently. Well, wearing that hat, what is your reaction to the policy statement today? Linda, I think there's, a, there's a, quite a, a lot of surprises some more than others. Um, I think the general consensus has been that there's going to be some form of revenue underperformance between 50 and 60 billion rand. And actually that is, that is what we've seen today. Just get the numbers right. I think there was a, um, a, a, is it a 53 billion or 56.8 billion underperformance on the revenues, on the revenue side. But where the surprise came in, I think was on the expenditure side, um, Um, which ultimately expenditures is going to be lower than what our markets were going were expecting, and therefore the overall budget deficit at 4.9% of GDP. Uh, previously, at February, we had it around 3.9% um, of GD, uh, GDP. You know, is 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 actually a surprise. I think market watchers were more looking at a budget deficit of six to seven percent of GDP. So this. This restriction in spending anticipated until the until February next uh, next year is is very much a surprise, I think, and and the one that we uh, we we're very encouraged about. Well, Mr. Gurundwana at the media conference called himself Mr. Austerity. Is is that? Do you think this reflects it? Um, well, definitely on the spending side, but I do think one should focus a little bit of where the austerity is happening and if it's happening at the right place, right? So um, one reason why it would be difficult to to typify yourself is that is the fact that we did see an increase in public sector wages above what was um, initially penciled into the budget. And then you have to ask yourself, you know, given the spending um, cutback, which is the, you know, components that again, will probably be less likely to uh, reach its budget estimates, initial budget estimates. And again, you know, you're looking at fixed investment and some of those essential services that needs to cut back to uh, to make provision for, for say, for instance, um, the wage will overrun. So I think it's, to, it's important to think about where that austerity is happening um, because, you know, it's definitely a good, not a good thing if interest payments and, and, And wages crowds out investment. Well, do you have any idea how investors might feel about this? Is the markets an indication? 
I think the markets um, before before the budget release, the, the South African rand actually appreciated quite um, significantly against the US dollar. And after the release of the budget, I think um, it maintained its values. And I think the yields, um, you know, our bond yields also, you know, didn't move so much. So I think overall, the the investor communities is is feels quite um, happy with the budget. They would be concerned about, however, about the continuous uptick in the public sector debt to GDP ratio. I think that to them would be a concern. And um, we keep on pushing out the time frame for reaching a peak in the public sector debt um, levels. So it's now, I think, only by 25, 26 when we reach that peak of public sector debt. Um, uh, so I think that is a, that that's kind of, you know, offsetting some of the positive sentiment on 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 the on the relatively um, smaller increase in the budget deficit as a percentage of GDP is the fact that your debt levels continue to accelerate. So, do you think this is the kind of budget you expected in an election year? I do. I think the public sector wage bill, the social relief grant, um, all reflects that. Um, also, the fact that the finance minister has made it clear that we'll see some um, tax increases next year, but was not very clear on what those are going to entail. I think, you know, still have to figure out how is he going to, you know, get that extra 15 billion rand? Where is it going to come from? So I think he was very, um, he was very um, uh, guarded in, in, in providing too much information. So I do think it's also brave to to cut back spending in a pre-election year. But again, what is the spending components you are you know you you contracting and and that is to me I think the the, the important thing to to consider. Well, he says the structure and size of the state needs to be reconfigured. Do you think that will happen? Job cuts. Um, <laughs> that is definitely not in the near term before the elections. Like you say, this is the election year and. Um, I don't think that's something that's will going to happen um, in the next 12 months. Definitely not. Um, you know, this is this is a problem not just for South Africa, but I think in sub-Saharan Africa generally, um, it is very difficult to implement any such policies. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a difficult one, but definitely not in the next 12 months, no. Were you surprised that the grant was kept? Uh, no, not really. And I think there's even over the medium term, some provision made in the medium-term projections um, and allocated funds, uh, you know, which can, which will allow for the continuation of the social relief grant. So I think there's already some space available for that. Um, and, and I think the longer we have it, the more difficult it becomes to, to um, take it away. Well, some an um, analysts warned that South Africa is going closer to a fiscal cliff, that you know that its debt is so high. Um, do you agree with that? That 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 is not being stopped, and they it's that there's still a slide towards a fiscal cliff. It is it is problematic that the fiscal debt continues to rise, that the the peak is continued to be pushed out. It seems very difficult for the South African government to achieve um, <clears throat> their objectives in this regard, and I think. What is also problematic is what's going to happen with Transnet, right? Transnet is, has also been very verbal in saying that um, they want uh, some support from from the government, cash injections, some debt relief similar to what we see, what was provided to ESCOM. And I think those things are going to make it very problematic. And, and, and um, um, you know, if, if you start penciling this in, um, you know, the picture starts to become very, you know, very 
problematic and, and concerning, right? And I, th- I think also with what we've seen with ESCOM's releases the past week of, you know, the overspent in getting the, you know, the emergency electricity program running, you know, what needed to be spent, what they were budgeting for, what actually was spent. Um, it's very easy to um, keep on missing your public debt targets. And, and, and I think that is the concern, um, especially in a very low growth environment. Well, if, um, what you guys do is political risk. So what kind of political risks are there in the period from now till the election that investors need to know about? Well, I think any before any election in South Africa, you know, there's, 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 there's these pressure, pressure points that always flare up again, right? So there's always this uh, debate about the nationalization of the Reserve Bank, about land issues. Um, uh, you know, all of these... these, these um, these pressure points always emerge ahead of uh, elections, and and I cannot see um, that this rhetoric will be any less um, aggressive this time around. Given the fact that the ANC is is worried about having a majority vote, um, majority in parliament, and have the majority vote, so um, I do think those that that, that those topics will reemerge once again. Um, it's hard to say which will which will be added to the list. But but it's normally uh, yeah quite volatile and and difficult to steer through these uncertainties. You you mentioned Transnet and they said he's not going to bail them out now. Do you think that's realistic? When the con- the economy needs Transnet, do you think he might change his mind by the budget in February? I think he was very clear that certain conditions needs to be met, right? And I think. Um, if they can get to some form of agreement, what those conditions are, because I think one should remember with ESCOM as well, all of this help that's going towards ESCOM is very much linked to some conditions. So I do think maybe if if that's an option for 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 the finance minister, it could potentially unlock some support. But um, it's problematic, right? And um, it's it's a huge constraint on 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 growth, but. At the same time, it's it's going to be very bad news for our debt trajectory if this happens. So do you think the minister has his priorities right and, or any of what he said? Is that all achievable, the growth rate that he talked about? I think the growth rate is very realistic in the budget. Um, but again, I think um, how, you, how you put together your spending components is very essential to ensure long-term growth potential as well, right? And if you... Keep on spending um, your money on uh, recurrent expenditures like public sector wages, social grants, and you don't enhance the capacity, production capacity through infrastructural development in the economy. Um, it's not sustainable, right? And I think you need you need the inv- investment. Um, you need to generate savings to grow the economy. And to that sense, I don't think that balance is yet right. Well, we mentioned that it's that job cuts and stuff is going to be um, difficult. So, where do you think this cuts in in state expenditure will come from? Well, it it'll have to come through the big 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 ticket, um, uh, you know, big ticket um, components. And and of, of, uh, unfortunately, the wage bill is 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 one of the things that that is probably most front and center. But then you also need to bring down your SOE reliance on on the fiscal. Um, on the fiscal institution. So you really have to take a very long and hard look um, and how you're going to address your SOEs and, and what it means what it means for the for the government finances. And 
to what extent you need to rationalize, close, um, privatize those SOEs to let them become much more efficient, right? So I think, you know, SAA is a classical um, example of, of, for instance, how difficult it's going to be to introduce job cuts or close down state-owned entities or rationalize them. Um, but I do think those two components is first of mind to really have a relook at our our government finances. And also, you talked earlier about putting department, oh, the president as well, putting departments together, having less ministries, but they haven't done anything about that. Do you expect anything like that happening? It's still stated in the medium-term uh, policy statement. So um, it's not off the table. But again, before the elections, I don't think anything like this is, 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 is going to be considered. So if, because it's, according, it seems like your assessment is it doesn't look that bad, but the question is, are what he putting what he set out are these objectives achievable? Yes, I think like looking at the initial, you know, the, the budget release today, it it really didn't look that bad. Like I said, we expected revenue underperformance. The de- deficit is not <clears throat> as high um, as percentage of GDP as people were expecting. But I do think the concern lies in the fact that the public sector debt to GDP ratio continues to move upwards and reaching some point or peak in the debt um, ratio, uh, you know, continues to be shifted out. And it seems like government is really struggling um, to to get to those targets. And and in the, in the medium term, there is definitely risks on the horizon that can once again trigger uh, public sector debt to end, uh, you know, to end the, at a much higher level over the medium term. Just thinking about Transnet, right? If you if you if you have to add Transnet's um, requirements or demands um, on the financial side to the budget, again we're going to push out our public debt to GDP ratio. Um, if we can't adhere to wage agreements over the medium term, again we're going to push out our debt to GDP ratio. And every time at a much higher p uh, at a much much higher ratio to GDP. So those things I think is a concern. Is is really achieving your objectives in in and and it seems like the South African government are struggling to get you know to do that. Diaphory SNP Global from SNP. I think one should. Thank you so much. Thank you. This budget speech was illuminated by Brightrock, the first ever needs matched life insurance that changes as your life changes.